Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... With a bound prisoner and an exhausted cleric, our heroes continued down the tradeway toward Daggerford. Along the way, they stopped to rest and discuss what they had learned while interrogating the wretched red wizard. Exploding cats, horned and winged creatures, the master, spies in Daggerford, Nazia and her heterochromia. Although they were not sure how all these pieces fit together, they did know that the big picture was bleak and that the Sword Coast needed them now more than ever. Riding into the caravan grounds with their red wizard balloon, the party was greeted with awe by the citizens of Daggerford. They were also greeted by Lord Flotion, who was on his way to his estate. But... His plans changed with the arrival of our heroes and their prisoner. Red wizards were floated. Gnomes hypothesized. Heroes acted cool. Clerics smoked it in from the pipe of smoke monsters. At the Ducal Castle, they were greeted by Lady Marwyn, who was more than willing to ready herself for Thega Grin. And although the goblinoid raids were now halted, there was still work to be done, and Sir Estival wasted no time briefing the party on their next mission. Our heroes were becoming the stuff of legends. But first, a party at the Lady Luck was in order. What lies ahead in Jolkin? And Firehammer Hold? Is one three-day a thing? This ten-day business is confusing. Does running through the streets naked really remove a curse? Eh, how does Esmir not know where she ends and they begin? That is a little weird. Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast! The sun begins to set on Daggerford as you make your way to Sir Istival's house, where you guys plan on uh, unloading your gear, getting cleaned up, and then later tonight, uh, meeting Curran for some drinks and gambling at the Lady Luck Tavern. And I look around to see if there's any cats or any type of other creatures hanging around. Any curious mice. (laughs) (laughs) Any rats that seem to be just malingering about the place. (laughs) You do not see any uh, loitering critters about. Ducks that don't seem to be quacking. (laughs) (laughs) And you uh, enter Sir Istival's house, and you come in and you see Stina and Riley there in the kitchen chopping some vegetables. And then uh, Stina's eyes, uh, they brighten up, and she says, Well, hello, uh, look who's returned. Welcome back. Oh, hey, Stina. What's up? Hello. Yeah, what's up? Hello. Oh, do you have a lockbox we could borrow? He just walks in. <laughs> Colin, mind your manners, okay? Jesus, we just got here. <laughs> and take off your boots. <laughs> oh, oh, take everything Jesus. off. You guys are filthy. Okay. <laughs> and Riley, uh, come out. Come out here. Say hello. Sir Istavu's friends have returned. And Riley comes out and uh, she waves at you guys and, and you could see that she's acting less, uh, you know, shy than uh, the last time you were here. And Esmir, uh, you notice that she's wearing the charm that you gave her. Oh, hi, little Riley. Hey, 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 let me show you something. And then I'm going to open my bag and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my hands to my forehead. And I'm going to say, mechanical crab. And then I'm going to open my backpack and I'm going to pull out the mechanical crab. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm going to show it to her. Check it out. Oh. And she's intrigued, you know, by that tiny gears moving inside of it. I'll show you how it works later. 
and she smiles and, you know, gives you like an enthusiastic nod. And then uh, Stina says, all right now, Riley, run along and prepare a bath for our smelly friends. And then Riley skips off. Stina. Yes, Sir Jake. Would you happen to have a place where I could keep my backpack overnight? Some place that's uh, um, not next to you <laughs> or not next to really anybody. Kind of like a safe box or something. Of the a lockbox in the cellar. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, you know, Sir Estival has a chest here in the closet where he keeps some of his old adventuring junk that he just won't throw away, and uh, you're more than welcome to lock your bag in there if you'd like. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Now I'm just going to uh, place my backpack in there. Okay. All right. Well, uh, your rooms are still up there for you. Uh, make yourselves at home. Put your, you know, dirty clothes in the hall there, and I'll get them cleaned up for you. And then uh, she heads back into the kitchen. And so you guys spend a couple hours relaxing and getting cleaned up and ready for an uh, evening at the Lady Luck. So are you guys doing anything uh, different or special for a night out? I'm going to change my cloak to the fancy party cloak. <laughs> Ooh, fancy party cloak. What's that look like? It is, and then uh, right when he says fancy, um, my doll, I pulled my doll out. Mm-hmm. And right when he says fancy, she says, Wow, that really is fancy. <laughs> See, it is. <laughs> so why is it fancy? What's the cloak? Uh, what's it look like? It's it's black. It's long. And it has like a high collar, but not the feather collar. That's the Albion nobility cloak. Okay. Um, and it's plus two to persuasion, deception, and performance. Uh, it, it's all based on charisma because I want to try to up my charisma tonight. Yeah, you're going out, hitting the club. Mm-hmm. When he said he wants to up his charisma for t- tonight, me and Jake looked at each other. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to keep an eye on him. We, di- we do like hand signals. We point to our eyes and we point to him. <laughs> also, Ulrich, are you taking your glaive? Are you going to be carrying it? No, or are you going to put it in that astral plane? It's in the astral plane right now. Okay. But I can call upon it if I need it. Okay. Hi, a battle master goes nowhere without his vicious axe. All right, so Cullen, are you doing anything different for tonight? Uh, I'm wearing what I normally wear, just clean. I polish up my breastplate, and um, I was thinking that I would take the bloke and, uh, you know, hide it on my person somewhere. I don't want to leave it laying around. Okay. Stuff it in your pants. <laughs> is that a bloke in your pants? <laughs> or are you just happy to see me? Well, <laughs> or is that some other bloke? My breastplate, maybe just under my breastplate. You can carry my backpack and just put it in there. No, I want to hold on to it. If it's on me, it can't be stolen unless somebody kills me. That's true. That might cut down on your charisma a little bit. Eh. Or, or it might bring it up a little bit. <laughs> it's not too Depends. bad. <laughs> Depending on where he puts it. My charisma's 12, so I'm better than average looking. Better than average. 10 would be baseline. 8 would mean you're kind of on the ugly side. Anything lower, and you might actually cause small children to run in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's, uh, what's Jake wearing for uh, the big night out? I am wearing what I always wear. Minus the backpack, but I do have my weapons with me at my side. Um, okay. But I have my cloak of billowing, so I can make a flourish as I walk into the Lady Luck. You got your shiny shield slung over your shoulder? I do. I do. My spell guard shield goes everywhere with me. You never know what you may run into, boy. <laughs> and of course, I have my amulet always, my holy amulet. All right. Anything else, guys? Shine my boots. My boots are shiny. My chainmail is shiny. My cloak is immaculate. Oh, yeah. You are looking good. Elric has his hair greased to the side a little bit. Exactly. Some extra spit in there. Dapper. Extra spit and polish (laughs) on my hair. Some extra orc fat. Extra orc fat. Keep my hair all nice and shiny. Hey, maybe you could borrow Cullen's Griffin grease and use it like uh, like hair gel. <laughs> what about you, Esmir? You doing anything? Yeah, getting to get gussied up for the Lady Luck tonight? 
All right, so when Esmere gets ready to go somewhere fancy, the first thing she does is she tries to make her hair look nice. <laughs> so that involves putting some sort of headband in her hair. And this, she's really taken a liking to using the Sezebul's uh, eye patch. So <laughs> she's going to use that as her headband and she's going to try and like kind of grease her bangs to the side a little bit. So she could, but the rest of it she leaves completely disheveled and crazy, and there's still stuff in it. She doesn't like organize her stuff in her hair. You will definitely be noticed in the room. Well, of course. <laughs> Hopefully, they won't call me the gnome. <laughs> no one will be able to look past you at the bar tonight. <laughs> All right. So you guys finish getting ready, and you head out to the Lady Luck Tavern. And it's a crisp evening. The night sky is clear and the moon shines bright on the streets of Daggerford. And soon you arrive at the Lady Luck. And as you approach, you begin to hear a band playing and people cheering inside. And you come up and you push open the double doors and almost slam them into a group of patrons. The Lady Luck is packed with people. Wow. Yeah, it's standing room only in here. And you you look up at the balcony section that goes around the tavern, and it's also packed with people. Even the stone pillar uh, in the center of the tavern has people on it. Oh, is this where the people climb up? Yes, and they ride on the pillar. Ah, It's where Esmeralda climbed up. And everybody said, hey, she's not old enough to be in here. <laughs> exactly, and you can see that some people you know, they've climbed up onto that pillar and they're partying on the pillar. That's how packed it is in here tonight. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, people are partying and having a good time in here. And you look over at the band up on the stage and you see your buddy Jerry up there. Dude, all and right. The band is jamming and Jerry's shredding on his loot <laughs> and the crowd is loving it. All right. And uh, as you're watching, you notice that Jerry, he's got a big bandage on the side of his face. And you also see uh, behind him, uh, there's a homemade sign hanging there that says, uh, the Thankful Stiffs. Thankful Stiffs. (laughs) Oh boy. That was horrible. That was horrible. (laughs) That's horrible? Come on. The Thankful Stiffs. Thankful Stiffs. <laughs> Roll away the moon. That's why you got to workshop the name before you stick to it. All right. Well, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys are slowly making your way through the crowd, uh, you suddenly hear the sound of a bell ringing, like a handbell. And you look towards the sound, and you see someone climbing the rungs on the pillar ringing a bell and you realize that it's Curran and as he's doing this the band stops playing and the crowd stops what they're doing and they turn their attention towards the halfling and then Curran yells out listen up everybody quiet down listen up I have something to say first of all what a turnout huh Tamora is surely smiling down on the Lady Luck Tavern tonight. (laughs) And the tavern erupts in cheers. And we all know why we're celebrating tonight, right? And then you hear a voice uh, yell from within the crowd in front of the stage, uh, because the thankful stiffs are playing. (laughs) And then Curran says, no, shut up, Lodorus. And uh, we're celebrating because Jolkin has been liberated and the red wizard responsible has been captured. And the crowd goes wild. And the people responsible for this, and thus our festive mood, have arrived. I'm proud to announce, um, those guys. (laughs) Raise your hands, guys, raise your hands. I nod my chin. There they are, folks. Three cheers for those guys. <laughs> hip hip. Hooray! Hip hip. Hooray! Hip hip. Hooray! We really need to come up with a name, guys. Yeah. I'm going to jump on a table. I'm going to ju- just jump on the nearest table and I'm going to be like, and all the drinks are on current tonight. 
and then you see Curran's, uh, he's, Curran's jaw just drop, and then he's like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> and everyone, give yourselves an inspiration point, yeah. right? Because you're all oh, cool. feeling very Sweet. inspired by this moment here. Nice. Right on. And then you hear Jerry's voice from the stage. Hey, I know those guys. I'm giving them music lessons. Hey, guys, it's me, Jerry. What's up, dudes? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Play my favorite song. And the crowd cheers at that. And uh, Jerry and the band, they start playing again. And uh, the tavern goes back to partying and dancing. And, you know, people, they uh, make room for you as you make your way further into the tavern. You know, they're uh, patting you on your backs, shaking your hands, uh, raising their glasses to you, right? Raising their drinks to you and, and thanking you uh, for your heroic deeds. Esmir's going to stay really close to one of the guys because there's too many people in here for her comfort level. Okay. Because she's so lower at a lower level than everybody else, it kind of makes her paranoid. So, like, uneasy. Not like she thinks something's going to happen, but you could imagine. Yeah, definitely. All these, uh, you know, humans crowding around you, towering over yeah. you. And... So I, like, stay right in front of one of the guys. If you okay. get too crowded, just give them a wee tweak of the shocking grasp. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I should modify it for social occasions. <laughs> zitz, zitz. All right, so you guys keep making your way through the crowd and eventually a barmaid approaches you. Hey, you guys, uh, <laughs> drinks around the house, or on current, I guess. Yeah. All right, I'll have a big bottle of mead. Okay, sounds good. How about you there, muscles? A flagon of ale. Okay. For me right hand, and a flagon of ale for me left hand. <laughs> All right, that's what I like to see. Two ales coming right up. How about you there, sir? I'm gonna order... Jake juice. Jake juice. And then and then my doll says and then my doll says right when Jake right when Jake says Jake juice, she says Jake juice. It's not just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fetch me a, a, a mug of Jake juice. And if they don't know how to bake it, then I'll ask for a slip of paper and a quill and I'll write down the recipe for her. <laughs> uh okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, how about you down there? What would you like? Hopefully something that doesn't require written instructions. <laughs> uh, Esmer's gonna say, hey, bar lady? Yeah, what can I get you? Do you know how to make a drowsy dragonfly? Oh yes, that's quite a popular drink with the ladies. And I would like it with a dabble of dibble, if you don't mind, too, okay? Sounds good. Coming right up. And she heads off to the bar. I'm going to walk up to the bar. All right. And I'm going to find some comely lasses and say, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> I am Elric Albion. I am good looking and wealthy. <laughs> and he's, and you're supposed to say, I'm one of these guys. I'm one of these and guys. And from across the room, I yell, I ain't, he's not too bad with a glaive. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean, girls. <laughs> Ask him about his butt. <laughs> the bonus butt. <laughs> so I look over and I see Elric doing this, and it's kind of, you know, being that um, uh, not really parental uh, figure, but, uh, you know, him being my 2T, um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to go into the bathroom, and I'm going to look for one of those vending machines that sells snips of uh, sheep's intestines. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I've got protection. I've got my glaive. <laughs> oh, okay. So you approach some uh, calmly lasses, uh -huh. and you introduce yourself, uh -huh. and they giggle back flirtatiously. <laughs> and so, why don't you go ahead and give me a charisma check? Okay. And make it uh, make it persuasion. And uh, you know what? Go ahead and give yourself advantage because you're feeling pretty confident tonight. Okay, cool. The whole bar is your wingman. So right before right before he goes to roll, <laughs> I'm going to walk up to him and right between the two of them, because if they're looking in each other's eyes, I'm going to dangle 
one of these little snips <laughs> of sheep's intestines between the two, grab his oh. hand and pop it in his hand and closes his fingers around his palm. <laughs> That's not cool, man. <laughs> Real subtle. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that was my point. My point was is that um, I'm not trying to be subtle. <laughs> okay, so Elric, uh, you're about to woo these ladies when Jake shows up and just horrifies everybody. <laughs> so now your role with advantage has turned into a role with disadvantage. Oh, thanks, old man. <laughs> He's a charisma blocker. What the hell? So uh, with my party cloak, that's a plus two. So that and charisma, just roll it. Oh, a seven. Oh. Uh, yeah, with a seven... Uh, they give you like a disgusted look, Ew. and then they turn away from you and walk away. Oh, thanks, old man. Yeah, I wink. I wink, and thanks, I walk away. I keep walking. Well, that's all right. There are plenty of calmly lasses around tonight. Uh, you just gotta, you just gotta ditch Jake. You gotta lose him in the crowd or something. You gotta lose Jake. Yeah. I'm gonna walk over here then. As far away from Jake as possible. Walk over by the band where the band's playing, kind of by this couch. All right, so you ditch the group and uh, you head over to the other side of the tavern, and you uh, you spot a lovely-looking lady sitting all by herself on the couch there. Ah, yeah, she's looking like she could use some company. Yeah, I'm gonna take a twi- hit of twinkling pipe weed, put it in charisma. Ah, now you're thinking. <laughs> all right, so you've given yourself advantage, uh, and you're feeling. Uh, extra charismatic uh, and you walk up to her and what's your pickup line? I am Eric Albion, the son of Harold Albion of the Fief of Albion lots of Albions I know Uh, (laughs) but you know it's all about Albion (laughs) Uh, and that biggest pickup line I don't even bother you know know where you're from if you're from Albion (laughs) this bar scene brought to you by Albion Wow, yeah, that that pipe weed has really turned you into a silver-tunged devil. (laughs) All right, Casanova, roll your persuasion uh, with advantage. Roll it again, see what happens. Fifteen. Fifteen, all right. She's like, (laughs) Albion, I like words. (laughs) My name is Clementine. Clementine, oh Clementine. Let's party. Let's party. I agree. We shall definitely party. I'll get you a bottle of mead, and uh, we shall party. <laughs> All right. Elric's got himself a date for tonight. What uh, What do the rest of you want to do? I want to get in on a game of threes. Want to get in on a game of threes. Okay. So you head over to the gaming tables, and you immediately see your buddy, Philarion Phil Vendorsen. And uh, he's at one of the tables there, having a good time. Nice. Who is the guy who, who uh, we played dice and won the map from? Is that Phil Van Dorsen? Yes. Mm. He's the one that made us rich. Yep. Um, yeah, so, and then I want to walk over to Phil Van Dorsen and try to get in a game. Okay. Hey! <laughs> Phil Van Dorsen! Do you remember me? <laughs> and I say it in this slobbery, drunken way like he spoke to us the first time because he was, like, wasted. <laughs> so I say, hey, Phil Ventorson, remember me? <laughs> he takes a look at you, and he thinks for a moment, and then he's like, uh, oh, yeah, we played uh, threes not too long ago, and you won a treasure map from me. What you call it? Oh, yeah, fool's game. That's what you called it. <laughs> Philvin, that map you sold us. Yeah? We, I'm glad we got it for free. Yeah? Yeah, because it caused us nothing but trouble. Really? No luck, huh? Lots Except of for luck. we found a giant treasure. It wasn't luck. We actually put in the work to find what you thought was a myth. So, ha! Scooch over. <laughs> Scooch over. Well, treasure hunting is hard work, but it was luck and my map that gave you the opportunity to find treasure. And my advice to you is, if you don't like the work, don't gamble for treasure maps. <laughs> and everyone at the table nods in agreement. Yeah, good one, Florian. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, if I didn't know better, I'd say you were trying to get us killed. <laughs> well, you know, treasure hunting can be dangerous work, too. Uh, otherwise, everybody would be uh, hunting treasure. That's why only those who are brave enough to uh, face the risks will reap the rewards, right? Yeah. And speaking of risks, uh, you guys up for another round of threes with old Falarian, huh? Well, you're saying you got maps to other great troves of supposed treasure. He leans in close to you, and he lowers his voice. Well, it just so happens that I've recently procured a map from a reliable source that would lead you to a forgotten wizard's tower rumored to contain a long-lost treasure trove. Oh. Well, let's see what it looks like. We might have been there. We might not need it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how it works. Do you take me for a fool? If I let you, you know, look at the map, then, then you would see where the treasure is hidden, and then you would no longer need said map. <laughs> it only works one way, Cleric. You take the risk, and if luck is on your side, you reap the reward, a.k.a. the map. I look at him and I roll my eyes. How do I know it's an actual map? It could be a stupid blank piece of parchment for all I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what you've heard, but Falarian is not a trickster or a cheater. No, sir. My maps are genuine and one of a kind. My maps are sought after by adventurers all up and down the Sword Coast. So, have you come here just to insult my integrity? Or have you come here to gamble? So, remind me again of the rules of threes. Now you're talking. It's quite simple. We each take turns rolling a d6. And remember, if you roll a three, it's actually worth zero. And after we've each rolled five times, we add up our rolls, and whoever has the lowest score wins. All right, then. Uh, what's the governing trait? Trait? Skill. Skill? There's no skill. It's a game of chance. Oh. This is the Lady Luck so no Tavern. Bonuses. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. This is all about luck. Here we let Timora decide. Alrighty then, but if I lose, what do I owe you? Well, we're gonna make a wager. If you win, you get the map. If I win, you give me 400 gold. 400 gold? That's right, 400 gold. I oh no. That's a lot of coin. That is a lot of coin. What have you got for, say, ten gold? <laughs> <laughs> ten gold? Seriously? I tell you what. How about you wager that new shield of yours with all those glittering gems on there? It's got to be worth at least ten thousand gold. Listen, you're not fooling old Falarian with your I'm a poor adventurer act. <laughs> I'm going to turn uh, to Cullen and uh, face him and say, I told you it was a fool's game. I, I fear you're right. You know, 400 gold pieces would almost clear me out. Well, perhaps you should think of it as, uh, as a paying it forward, right? Last time you were unknown adventures, and I felt sorry for you, and, well, I seem to recall being quite drunk at the time, but... You know, you only risk the price of a few ales. And, well, that small risk, look, it turned into a big reward. Look at you guys now. You're big-time heroes. You're those guys. <laughs> How do you know we're those guys? I mean, that's kind of vague. Well, that's, I, I think that's our name now. <laughs> those guys. We're those guys. Oh, I refuse for that guys. to be our name. Those guys. Plus, I'm not a guy. <laughs> Those guys and a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you say? I got a good feeling about this map. Ah, uh, it's too rich for my blood. Well, are you the only one with gold in your party? All those who are gonna, you know, benefit from the treasure should, you know, pay into the pot. That's what I always say. Hmm. Let's play the damn game. It's called threes. You roll five six-sided dice. I die. know. I played last time. I'm wondering why you guys are standing around here not playing. Just play the game. Because it's 400 gold pieces. Big deal. Here's 200 right here. I just feel like... Ah, see? The gnome knows. Big risks lead to big rewards. You should listen to her. 
You guys like run into a room full of bad guys, but now you're afraid to play a dice game? <laughs> Just play. Well, when I run into a room full of bad guys, I'm expecting to take their money, um, not through luck. <laughs> really? Not through luck? <laughs> Rolling dice? Nope, no luck there. I don't trust this Tamora thing. Well, it was by the grace of Tamora herself that allowed you to win the last map that led you to the Not uh, me. treasure. Not me. Well, one of your partners, right? Yes. The yes. handsome-looking noble guy. Where's he at? Oh, that's right. Elric won the map. Oh, Elric's over by the stage chatting up ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm looking at this guy with one eye squenched tight like, I don't, I don't know, Philvin Dawson, you How about 200 gold for your map? 200? Let's play. Who knows? I might be giving you 200 gold. Nothing is saying I won. Well, Falarian, uh, he gives you the up and down. Uh, go ahead and roll your persuasion. Okay. You boys are quite the cheapskates, aren't you? <laughs> Do you know what it's like spending t two ten days with these guys? Oh, Jesus. It's terrible sometimes. <laughs> oh, and six. <laughs> A seven minus one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think I'll just hold on to this map for some real adventures. <laughs> and, the, and the people at the table are like, ooh. Cullen, give it a whirl. Well, I have to say that that's a lot of inflation from a free drink to, uh, you know, so much gold. Would you do it for a hundred? A hundred? Wait, what? Uh, we're going down from 200 now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to try to persuade. Here we go with the roll. Please, luck be a lady tonight. Ooh. Oh, and she was not. <laughs> Too bad we're not playing threes. <laughs> that would have worked out good. All this talking. Like I said, I think I'll hold on to this here bona fide treasure map for someone who's willing to take a risk. We need Elric over here to try and top this guy down. Or we could just roll the damn dice. <laughs> Come over and get me, but I'm busy chatting up the ladies. <laughs> I come over to, I go over to Elric. Elric, you did it before. You're the luckiest man. Please come back to the table and uh, play some threes. Play some Talk threes? this man down. Uh, Bring your girlfriend with you. Yeah, have her blow on the dice. All right. Uh, you get to roll. It's okay, so what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Elric, uh, Cullen comes over to you and he interrupts your date there and he uh, begs you to join the group at the gaming table. All right. And so you reluctantly follow him, and on the way, he explains that Falarian has another treasure map, but he wants the party to put up 400 gold this time, and Jake and Cullen have failed in convincing uh, Falarian to lower those stakes. So Cullen wants you to try your persuasive charm uh, to get Falarian to play for less. Oh, okay. Down to, say, 200? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll try to talk him down to 200. All right, so you arrive at the table, and Falarian sees you, and he says, Ah, there he is, the young lad who Tamora favored over me last time. <laughs> well, how are you going to try and convince me to wager my map for less than 400 gold, huh? Um, well, my fancy party cloak, which I am wearing, is plus two to persuasion, so I'll just add that. Eric just lets his cloak do the talking. <laughs> persuasion is not good. Oh, no, it's plus three by itself, so plus three, plus two, that's plus you five. You have the highest uh, 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 bonus of all of us. So here we go. A dirty 20. Oh, wow. 20. Jeez. Nice. What the hell? You shouldn't be talking to women. You should be playing dice. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? <laughs> Colin wants to, would rather roll dice than go out with the girl. <laughs> I'm married to the blade. <laughs> married to the blade. <laughs> Not blade, the blade. Wesley Snipes? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm not saying. Okay, so what are we doing? Are we playing? Are we rolling dice or are you guys rolling dice or am I going back to talking to the lady? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Elric, you show up to the table with your shiny chain mail and your fancy party cloak and a 
girl on your arm. <laughs> and uh, without saying a word, Falarian, you know, he takes a look at you and he says to you, he says, uh, you know, I've been t telling your friends here that I refuse to gamble my new map to folks who were too, you know, too scared to take a risk. But you know, taking a look at you, I see a man who's willing to take a risk. Because only a real man would risk going out in public with that cloak. <laughs> so I tell you what, put 300 gold in the pot and let's just start rolling some dice. All okay. right. I'd be up for that. All righty, righty. Who's rolling? Do I roll? Or I'll go roll? first. Okay. It's my map. And tomorrow, you pulled this the last time. We know, we know. It's my map. It's my dice. Just shut up and roll. <laughs> Jeez. You're stingy and cranky. All right, Tamora. Let's show these adventures what you think of grumpy cheapskates. Oh, six. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not a good way to start. Yes, it is. It's perfect. <laughs> For us. But don't say anything. You'll jinx it. All right, fancy cloak guy. Your turn. I roll a d6? Yes. Okay, here we go. Hey, let the pretty lady roll them for you. Okay. I'm helping uh, you out, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I look down at this girl and I say, hello, pretty lady. My name is Jake from these guys and a girl. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to meet you guys. Uh, I'm a big fan. My name's Clementine. Oh, nice to meet you, Clementine. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> and Elric, she turns to you and she she whispers, "You're right. He is bossy." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Try spending a two ten day with him. Exactly. <laughs> I hear it's exhausting. <laughs> For me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, all right. So, and then Clementine, she shakes up the dice and she's like, "Okay, here we go." Three. Oh, nice. yes. <laughs> Woohoo! There we go. A zero on the first try. Suck on that, buddy. Suck on it. <laughs> oh, come on, Tamora. You know I'm your most faithful. Aha! A one. Thank you, Lady Luck. All right, shiny boy, your turn. Okay. Blow on this dice, Clementine. Oh, yay. This is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah, three. good one. Almost. Two. two. Oh, no, no, a two. Sorry. That's nice. Your new lady friend is quite the lucky charm. But there's only one lady for me, and that's Lady Luck. Another one. Oh. Oh, excellent. So what is that, eight to two? Yep, Falarian eight, Elric two. All right, young lad. Does Lady Luck want you to have this map? Roll and see. All right, here we go. Another three! Good job, boy. <laughs> Suck on that, buddy. Suck on it. I clap him on the back. Barmaid, round of shots for everyone. Not yet. In my group. I'm not a big spender. <laughs> I'm Curran. Curran's fine. And as soon as you say that, Curran appears from out of the crowd. Someone call my name? Oh, hey, guys. You having a good time? Yeah, thanks for all the drinks, bud. Sure. What you playing? Ooh, threes. Love this game. Of course you do. And then uh, someone next to uh, next to Falarian elbows him, right? Elbows Falarian and whispers to him, Hey, Curran's here. Quick, roll the die. And Falarian quickly throws out the die. A two. Oh, Whatever. What? <laughs> and then Curran says, Ooh, good one. Well, have fun, guys. Catch you later. And then he disappears back into the crowd. <laughs> All right, Elric, roll number four. Go for it. Okay, here we go. Ah, four. Oh, he's catching up. Well, what does he have? It's Falarian 10, Elric 6. Ah, okay. yes. And we only have one more roll left. Yep, one round left. And Falarian says, uh, come on, Timora, you're not going to let me lose to this guy again, are you? A four. Ah. Oh, we cannot it. lose. Well, blow on my dice, Clementine. Oh, yay. This is so exciting. I feel so alive. <laughs> Here we go. A one. Yes, yes, yes. And I start patting Elric on the back. The one is Suck good. Suck on it, buddy. Yeah, Suck on well, it. 14 to 7. Tamora couldn't be more clear. She favored you once again, shiny boy, and I guess, well, she really 
wants you to have this here treasure map, so here you go. And he hands it to you. Good luck. Open it up. Open it up. What do you see? What do you see? <laughs> Gee whiz, that's some map, mister. <laughs> I, tell, I tell Elric, maybe you should take the girl and go away from a Jake for a little while. Before he ruins everything for you, buddy. Okay, yes, I agree with that. Here, you guys can have the map. You guys have the map. I have other plans for this evening. <laughs> so, me and Clementine go over to the couch again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Elric hands you guys the map, and he heads off with Clementine. And um, and as they're walking away, uh, Clementine says to Elric, "That was so. That was so thrilling. Who knew rolling dice was so much fun?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys um, unfurl the map. And you see that it shows an area in the High Forest. And you know from your map of the Delambeer Vale that the High Forest is at the end of the Delambeer Route, uh, far to the east there. It is just past the town of Succumber, where the Delambeer Route turns into the Iron Road and heads north. So it seems that Lady Luck is with you because you'll be heading that way on your way to Firehammer Hold. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so this map leads you off that road and into the high forest. And then, after about a day's travel, it leads you to uh, an X on the map, right? And next to the X, it says Wizard's Tower. Hmm. Hmm. A wizard's tower hidden away in the forest. That's right. <laughs> All right, so you guys have won another treasure map. And the night is still young. What do you guys want to do? I want to go to the top of, is this the upper level here? Yep, that's the balcony that wraps around the tavern. Okay. Well, I want to I want to go up on the top level and look around the bar and see if I see anything, somebody familiar or, and or somebody suspicious. Okay. Like someone watching us or something. Oh, I wonder if, uh, what's her name? Nazia? Nazia. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. at the Lady Luck Tavern. Exactly. Yeah, you know you know what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, follow Esmeralda. Maybe, maybe Nazia is up in the balcony someplace and I get a better view of the whole place. All right, so you two head up to the upper balcony section. And as you guys are all milling about the packed tavern tonight, uh, the music of the thankful stiffs fills the room. People are dancing and drinking and... Folks are constantly coming up to you guys and offering you drinks and their thanks. And you start to feel that this party is kind of a celebration of you and your deeds. And you also feel that it's a celebration that, uh, you know, things are going to get better here in the Western heartlands and, you know, up and down the Sword Coast, right? The feeling of optimism is really driving the mood of the people in the tavern tonight. And so I want to kind of get a feeling of how you guys are reacting to all this and to kind of gauge your uh, level of partying, right? So for instance, uh, level one is, you know, you guys are having fun with everyone, but you're taking it slow. So, you know, you're just, you're just a little buzzed. And level two is, is you're having a great time. You feel like a rock star, right? You're cracking jokes and uh, you're shaking your groove thing to the music and you're taking the drinks as they come, right? So you're feeling pretty drunk. And level three is, is you're having an amazing time, right? This party is way overdue. (laughs) And you're on top of the world, you're grabbing people and dancing your butt off and the drinks are flowing nonstop, right? So you're starting to feel pretty wasted. (laughs) Oh, three, definitely for me. I'm I'm full tilt into it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Elric's partying hard, huh? Oh yeah, I'm partying, me and Clementine are dancing, I'm dancing with other people, I'm shaking my groove thing. This is, you know, I'm getting into the whole carnal pleasures. This is, you know, because he's young, he's only like 20, 21 years old. And he's, he's, you know, he's back from a big adventure and it's kind of going to his head, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, cool. So how about Cullen? How's he partying? Well, I'm a, as a battle master, I feel like I would be Wanting to be in control all the time. So one would be as far as I would go. And I'm just hovering here, 
with Esmeralda surveying the uh, situation, looking for strategic ways to extricate myself or uh, <laughs> wow. places that might make, you Light know, enough, uh, Buster. <laughs> good, so good fortification dangle, if necessary. I'm going to dangle a little sheep intestine in front of him. <laughs> Go extricate yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> but I'm definitely having a good time. <laughs> okay. And I'm about 20-ish, so I'm probably drinking more than I really think I am, so I'm probably really at about a two. <laughs> Just a lot of delusion going on. <laughs> All right, got it. Level two-ish. Sounds good. How about you, Esmir? Uh, Esmir, uh, Esmir has been around a lot longer than everybody else, and she doesn't think that there's really a lot of reason to specifically be having a good time in terms of what's going on in the world. But she also thinks you don't really need a lot of good reasons to have a good time anyway, because she's a gnome. So she doesn't really like to, because she's, because she's the, well, the only gnome in this whole room, she doesn't feel comfortable, uh, you know, because she's the only gnome. However, she also drank a human-sized drink, so she's probably she's probably like at a two and a half, despite her th- like not really wanting to. So Esmir, but Esmir is going to act. She acts she acts like a goofball anyway. Uh, so she went up there to look around, but at some point she's going to come down and just start dancing with people. Okay. Well, the place is packed, so, you know, we're dancing up here. Yeah, we could dance up here. Yeah. Maybe I'll get up on uh, Cullen's uh, shoulders. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just like, you know, the, the, the sort of like, you know, VP section where all the really cool people are. Yeah. People with table service, you know, we can't be bothered, man. Right. So we're just going to ruin their view and <laughs> make the VIP room less VIP-ish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice. Cullen and Esmir are partying in the balcony. How about you, Jake? How is Jake dealing with uh, all this? So, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm definitely level one. I'm definitely, I am far more buzzed from the energy of, um, from gambling and the dice game and winning uh, than I am from any drink. So I've got this kind of gambling high going on and I know that it's dangerous to do it again, but I'm sitting here with bug eyes on the table as these guys continue to gamble, wanting to feel more of that, but at the same time understanding the risk and not, and just kind of keeping quiet and, and watching uh, Phil Van Dorsen and those guys. All right, so you're hanging out around the gambling tables, and uh, as you're looking around, you see that there are other people Uh, games being played besides threes and you watch all these other people play these games and you see several people win and they you know they praise Tamora as they grab their winnings they're having a good time and as you watch this uh, you're definitely feeling an urge to get in on the action who knows you could uh, also win some gold Jake Mm. so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look around and make sure that I don't see Esmir um, (laughs) Cullen or Elric and uh, what other games are there well you see a game that looks like roulette where people uh, put their bets down on a grid with uh, numbers one through six and then they roll three d6s and that game is called crown and anchor And you see another table where folks are playing a game called Blackjack, and they're rolling a 10-sided die. Okay. I like the... What was the first game called? Crown and Anchor. Yeah. All right. So uh, you walk up to the table, and the dealer sees you, and he says, "Uh, Hello, good sir. I I saw you over there waiting for tomorrow's call, and here you are at my table. (laughs) Well, welcome, sir, to Crown and Anchor. Which number calls out to you, my friend? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm going to um, put my number on number four. Ah, number four. Very good, very good. And what do I roll, a d6? Well, first you have to place your bet, sir. Oh. <laughs> what are you willing to wager on, lucky number four? I'm going... 
because you know it's it's Jake, it's Jake. So he's gonna put down ten gold. I knew it. <laughs> Twenty gold you get later will be better than the. You're not even there. I don't even know you're you're watching or whatever. So I'm gonna put down ten gold. Ten gold on number four. Very good, sir. So now you roll three d six, and if one die comes up four, you keep your gold. And if two die come up four, you win double your bet. And if all three dice come up four, well, you win three times your bet. So go ahead, sir, roll three d6, and may Lady Luck shine upon your dice. Three d6, okay. Oh, sorry, sir, no fours. No fours. House wins ten gold. Oh. So I say, fool's game! (laughs) And then they might hear that up above, but I don't even know they're there. And then I take like three steps back to watch other people play. <laughs> all right. So um, let's go to... And that doesn't last long at all. And I quickly scurry back and throw 10 more gold down. What <laughs> <laughs> okay. three more. I'm trying four again. Ah, very good, sir. You... 10 gold on number four. Roll away, sir. Oh. Oh. Six, six, and three. No fours. House wins again. Oh. And I take three steps back and I start fumbling and I'm like playing with the coins in my in my pocket. Fool's game. Fool's game. I'm telling you, fool's game. Jake, you know it's a fool's game. Stop it. Fool's game. Stop it. Sounds <laughs> like you need to join Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah, I'm going to actually stop doing that, and I'm going to go and get one more drink because I need to calm my nerves. I realize I'm shaking so much from dropping 20, 20 gold for nothing. <laughs> that money belongs to the poor people. And as you're walking away, the dealer says, One more try, sir. Tamora says, third time's a charm. What do you say? Tempter! <laughs> no! And I turn around, and then I walk... I walk away and I and I kind of stand by this post, <laughs> by the suit of armor, and then I look for a a, uh, a drink person. Okay. And Esmir and Cullen, you're up above on the balcony, and you guys see Jake come out from the game area and stop at the bottom of the staircase there. And Esmir, you said earlier you wanted to look around the tavern to see if you uh, find anyone familiar or suspicious. So uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Six. A six. Uh, yeah, you. no one stands out. It's just so, you know, crowded in here and people are just, you know, packed together. All right. Hey, Colin. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. see anybody down there? Look around. I'm going to give it a try. Anyway. Man, you guys just can't relax, can you? You can't just have a good time. <laughs> no. Hey, maybe we'll see a f- an old friend. We did get followed around by a demon cat, so... So, just simple perception. Ah, nice. an 18. Is Natsia or someone other than her who might be of interest to us hanging about? Well, you don't see Natsia anywhere in the tavern. Hmm. Uh, you do, however, see uh, Curran's friends that he introduced to you last time you were here. There's uh, Ladoris. He's in the crowd in front of the stage, and he's dancing and twirling around like a madman. And uh, there's the half-elf Vashan, and he's uh, chatting up a lady at the bar. And then there's Edic. Remember the fisherman? Uh, he's up on a table dancing, and all the people sitting at the table are laughing and clapping. And uh, you also spot Curran. Uh, pretty easily, actually, because he's, uh, you know, he's got like a crowd of people around him and he's uh, telling them something and they're all <laughs> laughing uh, and he looks pretty drunk. But other than that, uh, you don't see anyone that you recognize. All right. Can I, I'm going to jump off of El, uh, Colin's back and I'm going to come over to this banister and I'm going to slide down the steps and then bump into Jake. Boink. <laughs> oh, hello, Esmir. What's up, old man? How's it going? Not so well. What I happened? Lost 20 gold pieces for a fool's game. Oh, where'd you lose it? Over there at some some game of crookery, you see. <laughs> crookery. You know what? I'm gonna I'm going to because I'm at a two and a half 
I'm teetering towards a three. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take off and I'm going to go. I'm kind of not, I don't have my inhibitions anymore about crowds. And I'm going to go to the stage and I'm going to start dancing on the stage. And I'd be like, hey, can I do a drum solo? <laughs> Drummer guy. And I watch her walk away. And as soon as she does, I turn my back and I throw down 10, ten gold pieces. <laughs> on the, on the, the game I just played. All right. And the dealer says, ah, back again for lucky number four. Excellent. Roll away, good sir. And I pick up the dice and I throw them and don't get a four. Ah, sorry, sir. No four. Two twos and a one. Should have rolled at the threes table. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to find uh, uh, an exit so Clementine and I can go and get a uh, room at the fanciest hotel in town. Ooh. Whoa. All right. So are you going to tell anyone or are you just going to disappear? Yeah, I'm going to tell uh, Colin. Okay. Colin? Well, I was just walking up. <laughs> well, me and Clementine are going to go get a room at the fanciest hotel in town. Oh, and, just make uh, sure you don't get the room that Esmeralda hid the cheese in. <laughs> no, I remember what room that was. I'll see you guys in the morning. Woo. I hope the walls are well insulated. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk up to Cullen and say, where's Elric? <laughs> he took off with his little chippy. Where? Went to go find a, a room at the most expensive and fanciest hotel in the place. And you know that that can only be one place, right? The River Shining Tavern. And I shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Esmir, you're dancing on the stage with the Thankful Stiffs? Yeah, I'm trying to do a drum solo. <laughs> the drummer's like, uh, he's like, no way, man, get out of here. Dude, I'm one of those guys, bro. Oh, you're one of those guys? Yeah, bro. Oh. He gives you a tambourine. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so Esmir's going to be like hitting the tambourine on her ass and dancing. And the crowd's loving it, right? They're cheering and hollering. Uh, someone's like, whoa, is that a gnome? Or is, or is the acid kicking in? And someone says, I didn't know the Thankful Stiffs had a gnome in their band. And someone's like, no, man, uh, that's one of those guys. And Esmir, you look out and you see all the people dancing and cheering. And then you see like a, a big puff of smoke just rise from the crowd. As if the crowd itself was like a lung breathing. And then I'm going to go up to Jerry while he's singing and I'm going to put my back towards him. And I'm maybe like playing my thing, like we're gonna be like back to back, shaking that tambourine. And Jerry, and Jerry's just jamming on his lute, right? <laughs> and he looks down to you with his his red eyes, and he's like, "This is so awesome, Esmir." <laughs> and then we cut from the rockin' Lady Luck Tavern to the quiet streets of Daggerford, where Elric and Clementine giggle and stagger up to the River Shining Tavern. And you guys enter, and it's very quiet and empty in here, right, compared to the rockin' party you just left. And you make your way up to the front desk, and that same uh, concierge guy is there, right? And he looks uh, over uh, the rim of his glasses at you, and he can see right away that you two are are quite inebriated. And he says, oh, hello. How may I help you two? (laughs) I'd like a room for the night and a bottle of your fanciest wine. Oh, how wonderful. Uh, (laughs) And he hands you a key. I'll have the bottle sent up. Uh, Enjoy. And please, please, don't make too much of a mess. Okay. And uh, you guys head upstairs (laughs) and, you know, clumsily find your room and open the door. And as soon as you step inside, Clementine jumps into your arms, Elric, and you guys start going at it. And the door closes on the camera, and we cut back to Esmir slamming a tambourine against her ass. (laughs) And Jake and Cullen, uh, you guys are in the crowd cheering her on. So I'm thinking, as complicated as clothes were this period of time, Elric's probably just now getting his shirt off. (laughs) Clothes were complicated in the olden times. (laughs) They got chain mail and pads underneath that. Cullen's over there 
Colin's the over there. The woman's got a corset that will make you go cross-eyed. <laughs> Colin's looking up at the ceiling, just imagining it. I know. <laughs> I'm looking at our friend Esme up there jamming, as the kids yeah. say these days. And then right as the as the music's coming to a crescendo, I like dry, I throw the tambourine out into the crowd. <laughs> and oh, then man, I, that was my best tambourine. I got to pay you back, bro. And then I run towards the pole where all the names are written, and I'm going to climb up the pole again. All right, and the crowd is loving it, and they cheer you as you, <laughs> as you begin climbing the rungs of the stone column. And Jake sighs. Good boy. <laughs> uh, so you're climbing up there. Uh, what are you going to do up there? Are you going to write something again? Yeah, but first I'm going to say something. Okay. I'm going to say... This party is dedicated to the stupid red wizard. I floated in like a balloon. We're also celebrating the beginning of the end for the scourge that's befallen to the Sword Coast. And for all those who are fighting to keep everybody free and to all those that have fallen before us. And the crowd cheers. And then I'm going to take the chalk and start writing on there. Okay, so you climbed up this pillar in the center of the tavern. Uh, You're up near the top of it, kind of even with the upper balcony that wraps around the tavern. You look down and you see uh, the crowd cheering and partying below you. You see Jake and Cullen down there. Uh, You think Jake just rolled his eyes, but you're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, And you look across from you and the people on the balcony are also, you know, watching you and cheering your speech. And you know that all around the balcony section, there is a railing uh, that, you know, keeps people from falling off, right? Just imagine, you know, like your typical wooden deck with a railing of wood slats. Well, you notice someone behind that railing looking at you through those wooden slats. And at first glance, you thought it was a child, but you quickly realize that it's a gnome. Hmm. Yeah, and as you focus in on this gnome, you suddenly recognize him. His name is Cebu Timbers. And the last time you saw Cebu was 15 years ago when he left on a pilgrimage to Suzale with your fiance. And on that trip, they were both brutally murdered. And you have a flashback of watching their bodies burn atop a funeral pyre. And as these memories come flooding back to you, a look of horror comes over the gnome's face, like he's just seen a ghost. And then he starts running. And so we leave one of our heroes in a fancy hotel doing who knows what with a comely lass. And the other three gambling, surveying, and tambourine playing. But who is this mysterious gnome that Esmia saw, and why is he running? Why would you use orc fat to style your hair? That's just gross. What kind of vending machine sells snips of sheep's intestines? I mean, really. And How complicated were clothes in the olden times? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, well, that that was a fun episode. You know, I've been thinking about this session for a while because I wanted to go back to the Lady Luck Tavern. Because to me, it's kind of become an important part of the story. And since the players have made it about halfway through the Scourge of the Sword Coast module and have, you know, stopped the raids and captured a red wizard, I wanted to make them feel like heroes, you know, to the people that they've helped with their deeds. And so I thought a big party at the Lady Luck would be fun for them and give me an opportunity to try some new things. And one new thing was playing out the whole partying and drinking thing, right? You know, because what are the in-game consequences for drinking? 
and there really aren't any official rules for it. Uh, there's lots of homebrew options out there, but many of them revolve around rolling constitution saves for each drink. But, you know, I didn't want to play something out each time they had a drink. I wanted to make something that was more of an overall mood that would be more based on role-playing than uh, dice rolling. So, you know, I gave them those three uh, levels of partying, and then I secretly gave them consequences based on their choices. Now, I didn't want to tell them what those consequences were because I didn't want uh, them to affect their choices. Because, you know, usually players will avoid things that would negatively affect their roles, uh, you know, just in case some big bad guys show up to the tavern. And so, and I, you know, I think it worked out pretty well because, you know, they really got into uh, explaining their reasons for their choices, and that was fun to listen to. And I also enjoyed expanding Jerry's character into the Sword Coast's fantasy version of the Grateful Dead, right? Whose music filled the Lady Luck Tavern in this episode. And, you know, I also made my own map of the Lady Luck, uh, which I'll make available as a bonus content on Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, I want to thank Liam for joining and becoming a fellow adventurer. Thanks, buddy, for your support. We really appreciate it, and we're really glad that you're enjoying the show. And if you'd like to become a fellow adventurer and help out, head over to RollRadio.com. There you'll find links to our Patreon page, our social media stuff, uh, merch, and of course, links to Wizards of the Coast and to Sirenscape.com, where you can find all kinds of music and sound effects to enhance your party's next visit to your fantasy tavern. All right. Thanks again. And tune in next time because, you know, the party's not over. No siree. And of course, we all want to see how the rest of Elric's date night goes.